This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon, and welcome to this free-for-all Friday, and boy, is there ever a lot to talk about. Harking back to the beginning of the week, there was a lot of response to the new food price report for 2023 that forecasts more inflation, more pain as we try to put healthy food on the table. I'd like to hear from you on that. It's the holiday season, uh, which means that, uh, you know, most people buy more food. They entertain more people. Uh, they get a little extravagant. Uh, so have you had to cut back or what are your thoughts on all of this? And it comes as we had those hearings or the first tranche of those hearings hearings on Parliament Hill about greedflation, whether there is such a thing. And, uh, you know, on our political panel, Lisa Raitt, the former deputy conservative leader, she was pretty miffed and that they didn't send their CEOs. They sent, you know, the B team and the B team testified like the B team and those grocery chains, while they're trying to tell us they are not making, quote, undue profits, uh, they're going to have to do better. They are going to have to do better if they want us to believe that. Uh, so the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We also have growing opposition to the move to take some land out of the green belt. Doug Ford also telling mayors who, uh, to uh, stop whining and get on board with his plans to cut development fees, which the Association of Municipalities and, and a lot of the cities say will put them into a great big hole because of the developers don't pay for the infrastructure needed for new development, then it will be taxpayers. It will be the cities who will be responsible. And also um, horrific violence on the subway. And I think uh, driven really close to home, High Park. You know, I think back, how many times have I been uh, in that subway station on the Bloor-Danforth line? And random, apparently, according to police, and a young woman dead in a random attack on the subway. Uh, she was stabbed. Another woman stabbed, uh, thankfully released from hospital. But Boy, is that scary. And there's huge violence in the schools, York Memorial Collegiate. We have teachers refusing to go to work because they are afraid. They are afraid of students. 
uh, you just have to shake your head about what is going on here. Again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go right to the phones. We've got Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm going to allude to the same thing I said last week, and that's that the uh, the arrogance of the um, Doug Ford conservative government, um, they've got a bigger majority than they had last time, only with a smaller number of voters. Now, I'm going to, I've got two things, solutions to that, and I'm going to thank my great son, Noah Martin, who's graduating from Concordia, for coming up with these suggestions. And one of them is, um, forcing people to vote, and that's a law that forces you to vote, which they have in 21 countries around the world, specifically Australia, Belgium, Brazil, and a few others where you have to vote It's um, uh, by law, which they get a much uh, greater turnout if they do that. Um, the other suggestion is mixed member proportional representation, which he said would solve some of the problems, but it might not have fixed the entire government this time. He said there's, um, I think he can't remember how many different countries, I think there was um, the greatest of those, I guess, is Germany and New Zealand, um, who it's working very successfully there. Maybe not so much in Israel, but I'll let you comment on some of those suggestions. Thanks, Ron, for your call. I don't know. We've talked about that uh, mandatory voting. I don't know if that would apply here, if that would work here. Uh, Likewise, there are a lot of people calling for uh, mixed systems with proportional representation. I don't know how well that would work here. Um, As you pointed out, I'm familiar with Israel. It really is a mess there. And it does seem to work better in a place like New Zealand. Okay. We are going to a first-time caller. Let me get the bell. Mac in Orangeville. Hi, Mac. Good afternoon, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. Um, I just want to know, Libby, you were talking about the price of groceries going up. And, uh, well, the cost of living keeps going up. Um, my question is, is there any talk from the government, any even a little whisper, uh, anything happening to help out the seniors. There's a lot of us, and I'm one of them, that uh, um, depend, uh, obviously, on the old age and the, and the CPP of, of keep going, uh, you know, to, to make ends meet and uh, forcing me to take a part-time job, which uh, is um, affecting my health a little bit. Um, is there anything... Uh, even talked about as far as increasing uh, either one for the old age pensioners? Well, there were some measures uh, in the budgets that were announced. I don't know if they've been rolled out. And just last summer, uh, there was the top-up for people over 75 with old age security, and there was something uh, from the province. Uh, But there's nothing new that I have heard of, and, uh, you know, this inflation is just hitting. Let us go to Jody in Toronto. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. 
Libby, I'm calling about all this violence in the schools. You know, we have the teachers afraid to go into the school. The principal in one school was not going in. I think he was replaced now. I don't know. What is happening? It's just, it's mind-boggling. Miratori, he says, you know, he says he's talked to the police. The police cannot raise our children. We have to engage parents. Parents raise children. The guidance that they need and so on. And, you know, he says he wants to address the root cause. You know, throwing in a few basketball courts here and there is not going to do it. Poverty is not the root cause. It is a factor, but a small factor. You know, I remember uh, uh, Honey Sherman, may she rest in peace. You know, she talked about how she grew up. Her parents scraped enough money to uh, buy a little house. They had the down payment. And then they rented out every little inch of that house, you know, for their rent income. She and her sister slept on a cot in the hallway. That's poverty, but look how she turned out. That's how most of us turned out, and that's how most of us grew up in that era. Children need parental guidance. We have to look at who's raising these kids. The the police aren't going to do it. The society can't do it for each individual The parents have to step up, and we have to look at those people and see what kind of help they need. You know, there's an old Macedonian saying, Libby, the way the twig is bent, the tree will grow. Okay, Jody, I think we get the drift. Thank you for that. Let's go to Mike in Toronto. Hi there, Libby. Hi. So I'm very concerned about the violence in schools, but I believe the way to go at it is is to change the way we educate kids and <clears throat> I know in kindergarten they have uh, wonderful teachers who kind of gather the kids in a group uh, and we're talking about a small group of eight or ten they talk to each other they talk um, about what happened or they bring a toy and and they communicate with each other and if you have a good teacher, the kids become empathetic to each other, and you have a really good atmosphere. And if you have, you know, like in later years, say, I don't know, grade three or four, if you just have a teacher who's, who's out in front of the room and isn't having these kind of group kind of sessions so the kids really get to talk to each other, I think then it kind of breaks up that empathy and, you know, the group spirit. And that's when all the problems begin, is if, you know, the teacher is, you know, the authority figure and the children are just to be educated. Okay, thank you for that, Mike. Okay. Uh, Let us go to Tony in Keswick. You want to talk about Brittany Griner. Hi, Tony. Hi, how you doing? How are you? I just wanted to to where I think Biden. Uh, is, I won't even call him president because he doesn't deserve that. Biden brings home a basketball player who got caught with drugs. Doesn't matter how much it was; it was enough to. And they got the rules and regulations in Russia, which I think some of those could be used here. And he leaves a soldier who's been in jail for four years there, and he brings back a basketball. He went for the profile person. Right, and that to me is a sad 
state of affairs. Quickly, my son's a high school teacher. I, and, the, and the stuff that they go through now, it's unbelievable how these kids know it all. By the time they get there, they know how to manipulate a teacher. They know how to scare the bejesus out of a, out of a teacher. And it's, it's ridiculous. And I, my hat's off to teachers. Uh, this gentleman who just said about this, that, it ain't going to work. And let, until they put the discipline back into the parents' hands, all right? My dad hit me when I was a kid. He whacked me in the butt with a belt. He did this. My mom, hey, I, I never cried more at a funeral than I did at my dad's funeral. Okay, Tony. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, old school. What can I say? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. A lot of people perturbed about the violence in schools. And we just heard from Tony, who has a son, who has a teacher, giving his perspective on it. Um, it seems to be uh, like a really bad, insoluble problem. I don't know how much of it is related. Some people have talked about bringing back cops in the schools. That's really been dismissed. There was a demonstration. The kids say they're being blamed, but it's not their fault. I mean, it's a mess. What can I say? The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Ray in Jordan. Hi, Ray. Hi, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Well, after reading Bill 23, I'm not sure I'm still a citizen of this proud part of the province. Anyhow, I would like to congratulate Ms. Crombie on her stand. I think the Premier was every bit a bully in suggesting that she had all kinds of avenues to approach rather than through the press. That's not true. He dropped the bill on October 25th. He passed it on November the 25th. No consultation with the municipalities or any civil servant other than his own. And Ms. Crombie has taken a stand that I think is beneficial to all municipalities in Ontario, not just herself. There's a couple things that bother me about the bill changing, and, and this is a multifaceted bill, it's just not the green bill. It changes regulations to orders. I think that's going to have a pronounced effect on a lot of things that the Escarpment Commission or the Niagara uh, Peninsula Conservation Authority, the Conservation Authorities, of course, whatever they do. That whole thing is, is yeah. just wrong. The whole thing, it leaves me as not being have a voice in my own municipality, and I'm not very happy about that. Okay, well, you know what? I think a lot of people are not very happy about that. There was a poll this week that shows that a majority of people, including conservative voters, are against a lot of these changes. So I don't know if the Ford government is listening or what their thought process is, but uh, they're uh, annoying a lot of people. Thank you very much for your call, Ray. I'm looking at the clock. We have got to take a quick break. Uh, let me give the numbers out again before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And that was the first call on the new laws 
affecting how our municipalities are governing, affecting the green belt, affecting conservation authorities. There are more in the hopper, I can see. A lot of people opposed to this, and it's hard to know. These are big bills, and it's hard to drill down on exactly what is in there. And uh, we also have people concerned about violence in schools. We had a horrible instance of violence on the subway yesterday. It makes you wonder what the heck is going on here. Uh, We'll be back and we'll talk more after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and uh, judging by the people lined up to talk, we are just getting to the subject of the changes to the laws that affect how our cities, our municipalities are governed, that affect the Green Belt, the conservation authorities, uh, A lot of people oppose them, at least according to the polls. And there's been a pushback, lots of pushback. And Bonnie Crombie complained about this. Uh, The other week I was talking to some Mississauga city councillors and they say that the cuts to development fees will cost them $865 million, I think, over 10 years, and uh, they are talking about property tax hikes of 5 to 10% if they have to cover that shortfall. Uh, the premier disagreed with that and told her to stop whining. Uh, just out of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, did he tell any male politicians that disagree with him to stop whining and get on board. I'm just curious about that. I'm not sure that he talks like that to other guys. Anyway, let us get to it before we do. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Bob in Toronto. Hi, Bob. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thank you. I just wanted to raise a point here about these uh, mayors, uh, and I won't use the whining word, but it applies to all of them, whether they're male or female, about losing all this uh, development fee money. What about the flood of property tax that is coming in from all these new condo buildings that are 40, 50 stories high, and if you look at how many units per floor, and they're being charged almost the same mill rate as a detached house, what about all that money? Why can't they just budget more carefully? (laughs) That's what Doug Ford says. Thanks for your call, Bob. Uh, Yeah, um, uh, that money probably went or is going to build the infrastructure that all those condos need. Because if you're building a huge condo tower, well, you need pipes, you need sewage, you need water. Uh, Hopefully you get a bit of green space because I bet all those people in all those condos have dogs uh, and they have kids. Uh, 
So all that money goes to the things that they need. And that's uh, how it is supposed to work. Anyway, let us move right along. Uh, I'm getting a note here. And I see an alert. Health Canada has approved the vaccine boosters for children 5 to 11. Uh, And that targets the original strain of the coronavirus and more recent variants, which means the Omicron. So that is good news. Boosters now are approved for children aged 5 to 11. Let's get back to the callers. Uh, Who's next? Let's go to Jerry in Scarborough. Hello, Jerry. Hi, Debbie. I, I have a, a point that bothers me with uh, Ford's wanting to build these 50,000 homes. Has anybody stopped to think of the impact on our air quality? 50,000 homes is going to be a lot of trees gone down, and our trees help to create oxygen for us to breathe clean air. Not only that, the insurance companies I heard recently have come up with a thing stating that if he builds houses on these floodplain areas, they're not going to honor flood insurance on it. So these people, if they do have a problem, they're on their own. Right. I, I don't know if the green belt is on a floodplain. So, but yeah, uh, insurance companies have said that. Jerry, have we lost you? Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay. Hello. Uh, so Are you getting me? You're I'm getting me? you. So you're opposed, obviously. Yeah, because, you know, all these trees take years to regrow. And we and we know from science in school that the, the leaves on the trees, they help to create oxygen. 50,000 homes is going to take a lot of trees out of our forestries. And nobody's stopping to look at the lumber mill companies and everything. They're chopping down trees. It takes decades for these trees to grow back. It absolutely has any interest in that. It absolutely does. Jerry, thanks for your calls. And that's one of the reasons for the Christmas tree shortage that we are apparently facing is because uh, it takes a long time for those even Christmas trees to grow back. And they haven't all grown back. So there you go. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. So we have food inflation rising. We have the big grocery executives testifying on Parliament Hill, but uh, not the CEOs. The CEOs were too important, too busy to come and talk to those politicians. I think that the politicians took offense at that. They've now specifically asked for those executives, but I don't think uh, that that looks good on them. And I wonder who their PR advisors were or their crisis communications or whoever. They pay lots of money to tell them whatever. Uh, This was really not a good look on those people. So let us go back. But people are still wanting to talk about the developer fees and all those municipal changes. Daryl in Toronto. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, I got a quick question, and there's something I wanted to bring to people's attention. The quick question is, can the province 
force a municipality to build infrastructure? Or can they just not say, well, without these fees, we don't have it in our budget and we're not building it? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure about that, so we'll have to look it up. Okay, and on, on another quick note, all the, you know, classes and commercials and everything going on this year, just wondering if anybody noticed, there's this really beautiful commercial, I think it's by Amazon, about this little girl with a snow globe, and the father recreates the, uh, the snow globe in their greenhouse in the back, and with all, as I said, all the craft commercialism going on right now, I find this is a really, really beautiful commercial. People should try to kind of take note of it. Okay. Uh, I I can't imagine. Amazon, uh, I think, is pretty crash commercial, but there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they only show their little logo, I think, once or twice, really subtly. But if you watch this commercial, it's really beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Commercial enterprises and Amazon Boy is uh, responsible for a lot, trying to show that they are not crass and commercial. Uh, Right. Okay. Uh, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Dorothy in Oakville. Hello, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. I'm calling in because, um, you know, Premier Ford really needs to put the people of Ontario before the speculators. Um, that Bill 23 is not going to solve the housing crisis. There's 88,000 acres of land approved and ready for development. And even in the Housing Affordability Task Force's report said that the Greenbelt and wetlands should be protected. So there's no documentation saying they need that land. And it's not going to make housing affordable. So I'm, I'm just so devastated by it. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by it? No, because he's, <laughs> this, he's putting speculators before the people of Ontario. That's all it is. That's not going to be affordable housing. So I'm not surprised at all. We know his history with developers. So it's it's very sh- shameful, I'm afraid. Okay, Dorothy, thanks very much for that. And of course, there there are some very suspicious-looking transactions and some big developers uh, with names like uh, DeGasparis bought protected land in 2020. That was not a long time ago. It was protected land. They couldn't develop on it. And they bought the land at a price that was uh, reflected that. And then suddenly they stand to make billions of dollars on it because now it can be developed. And there are big questions swirling around. Were they tipped off? How would they have been tipped off, or did they just make a good guess, or were they given uh, very strong hints? What was the deal with that? Because, frankly, the timing on that looks a little, I don't know, dodgy. And a lot of people are asking questions. Opposition members have asked the Integrity Commissioner and others to investigate that, and when the municipal affairs minister was first asked about it, Steve Clark, his denial wasn't that fulsome. He was saying things like, oh, I talked to all kinds of people. And and then it changed to a hard no. So there's more on that, and it's certainly being looked at more. But let's go to Rod on Highway 9. Hey, Rod. Libby, are you there? I'm there. 
Okay, so let me a few things. The other day, Justin Trudeau was at this global conference regarding the conservation of land. Right. Right. So he's saying that we need to conserve um, a large percentage of our, our, our land in order for conservation and, and for the future. And on the other hand, Doug Ford's giving away our Greenbelt land for development in one hand, and on the other hand, Justin Trudeau saying, um, and you might remember, I don't know what the conference was. Uh, there was a lot of world leaders at it. Just the other day, I saw it on the news that he was making a statement that we got to conserve uh, these large portions of our land for, for our conservation and for our future. So does Justin Trudeau have the power, but now here's Doug Ford saying, well, I'm going to give away all this greenbelt land. Justin Trudeau says, we got to conserve all this greenbelt land. So uh, at the end of the day, doesn't Justin Trudeau then, does the federal government have the power to say to the provinces, you have to preserve these portions of your land in the provinces, or does the province have the right to say, no, we can do whatever we want with our conservation land? Okay, so... Let me answer your question. What the federal government has the right to do is to call for an environmental assessment, which would slow the process up significantly. They have not done that yet, but a lot of people are thinking that eventually they will. And depending on what that environmental assessment shows is is what happens next. So the federal government has that and I think a couple of other levers where they could throw a wrench in the works. And it's interesting that you're asking, does the province have the right to say, federal government, uh, you know, you're not the boss of me. Uh, That's what Danielle Smith in Alberta is trying to stay. And she has this sovereignty act uh, that apparently was watered down. But uh, she and, and I even heard a clip of her referring to the federal government as the enemy. Uh, I think that's a bit much. But anyway, Rod, I hope that answers your questions. Now, the other question I had was that gentleman that just called in to say about the municipality saying, hey, if you want to build houses on this property, go ahead. But you know what? We're not putting in the sewers or the infrastructure um, to, um, you know, and that would be a good thing to find out whether or not the municipalities can say, go ahead and build all your houses. but Don't ask us to give you any services towards these houses. And I think Hamilton was actually thinking that that might be one way that they can stop the um, uh, the house building on the green belt was just to say we're not providing infrastructure to you. So that's another interesting point to find out is whether or not municipalities can just step in and say, go ahead and build all the houses you want, but don't ask us to give you any sewer or water or anything to be to be hooked up because we're not providing it. We don't have the money. Similar to what like Collingwood has just said, no more houses to be built because we just don't have the. Um, resources to give you the uh, services that you need. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to look into that further. Rod, thanks for that. And the last thing is this. Three women have been murdered in the last week in this area. And I just think that is got, that's an alarming thing to hear. Woman murdered at a gas station, two women murdered yesterday. That's three women in the last week that have been murdered in our area. And I think that's, 
that's terrible to hear. That is terrible to hear, and it's terrible to happen. Thank you for your call. Okay. Uh, Linda in Cambridge. Hi, Linda. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm phoning about when you go grocery shopping. Why do we have to pay a dollar more? Because we only want to buy white item when they're priced two for, say, six ninety nine. But I only want one. I I agree with you. You know, there are a lot of people are really annoyed about that. Yeah. And here we are in demographically there. There are more and more uh, people living alone. Yep. And uh, so, you know, you'd think that the grocery stores would take cognizance mm. of that. I don't know if they have stuff uh, that they that know. they have stuff uh, that they have to um, unload. Uh, And sometimes you buy stuff that is very close to the edge in terms of it going bad. But this really annoys a lot of people. It annoys me. I I don't live alone. I uh, live with my husband. And, you know, a lot of things we're not going to buy two because two are going to go bad. Exactly. Well, a week ago they had just an example like the the packages of um, hot chocolate. They were four ninety nine each for one like one box of ten. Okay, and then you go back the next week shopping. No, now they're two for eight dollars. <laughs> so you have to buy two to save that dollar. Like it, it just it really aggravates me. And they're making they're making lots of money even just on that alone. Because just me and my husband too. Right. And I just don't. I'd like to see them just if it's. If you need to put the prices two for seven dollars, then make one for three fifty, not that extra dollar. Well, exactly. Yeah. And you know, usually it's less than that, so you let it go like it's it's fifty cents extra as opposed to two dollars more. But yeah. but I agree with you and I get a lot of calls about this. Oh, and, good. and it you know, it, it's again uh it all adds up to people feeling that they are being taken advantage of at the grocery store. Exactly. And those guys should yep. be listening. Yeah. yeah. Right? They talk about their profits, but we, we as a, a consumer, we can't say about our profits and, and our investments in the bank, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Libby. That's my complaint today. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We are going to take a break and we will be back with more of your calls and your comments. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and people really want to talk about the green belt. So let's talk about it. Let us go to Barry in North York. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you. Welcome. Um, very sim- simple. I'm, I'll be real short and sweet for once. Uh, people that are upset about the green belt, and there are lots of people, just go to 
handsoffthegreenbelt.ca. Put your wishes on there. There's power in numbers, and we can do something about it. Okay. Uh, uh, I keep seeing change.org petitions. The, the bill is passed, so I don't know how much people can do about it, but there is a growing opposition, and well, there are demonstrations, too. Good, good. Well, we show we show we're really, um, you know, mad as and and uh, can't take it anymore. Not going to take it anymore. Like Network, right? That movie, right? Okay, Barry, so you're dating yourself with that movie, but it was a great uh, movie. <laughs> Thank yes, you very much. Okay. Have a All good right. Bye bye. Okay, we've got Marie in Guelph. Hello, Marie. Hello, Libby. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I have a question for you. What happened to the um, interest in developing brownfield sites? I know in Guelph we've done a fairly good job of that, but instead of using up our greenbelt farmland and wetlands that filter our water, why aren't we remediating these brownfield sites? I know there are lots of them. Even in our small city of Guelph, there are still lots to be developed. Uh, good, good questions, all of them, and there are lots of, uh, there's lots of land, according to a lot of people, that is okayed for development that are not being developed right now. So a lot of people are asking that question. Why the green belt? Why now? What about all these other sites? And when I was well, talking to uh, a city councillor, in Mississauga, said downtown Mississauga, there are sites where there aren't even any restrictions on what they build there. They're not being built. Well, it seems to me there would be an additional benefit because now, as I say, you're remediating the site as well. Uh, yeah, that's that can be extremely expensive, and maybe that's the reason why not. Too uh, bad, so sad. <laughs> uh, well, exactly. Too bad, so sad. Uh, Marie, thank you very much for your call. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, Tom in Brampton on a totally different subject. Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. Uh, This new law where you're not allowed to make a right-hand turn at an intersection if the light is red, that's going to kill people because you're going to have all this extra air pollution for millions of cars that are backed up that could be moving. Uh, I'm not familiar with that, actually. It's a new law they brought in. And the, another thing they? they're doing, they're converting housing into commercial use. Oh, some sell. of that is happening for sure. Yeah, well, that, that's crazy. We don't have enough housing. We don't have enough housing. We haven't had enough housing for 50 years. Well, right. They're com- they're con- well, it depends on the use. Uh, you're talking about some it things that are matter. going like on in Brampton. If you're taking away housing, which they've done here in Brampton, they've turned a lot of housing into lawyers' offices, hair salons, whatever, and now the people are dying homeless in the street. Okay. Thank you for that, Tom. Uh, yeah, have to look into that. Uh, if housing is being converted into offices, uh, I'm I'm not sure those two phenomena are interchangeable that that somebody would not be in that situation if the lawyer's office wasn't there. Uh, that's another problem that we have to tackle and deal with, and it's a growing homelessness problem, and it usually comes with all kinds of other problems. Okay, Barbara and Midland. Hello, Barbara. Hello. How are you, Libby? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm good, too. Thank you. 
I just have two comments to make on the teachers. My daughter is a high school teacher, and uh, some of the things that she's telling me that she has to put up with in the schools is almost ridiculous. She has been teaching for uh, 25 years, is now looking forward to retirement, which she doesn't really want to do because she loves teaching. But she says she cannot, the things that they, the way they talk in the classroom, in the halls, and there is no support for them, even from the parents when she gets in touch with them. So uh, it's unfortunate that good teachers have to retire because they, they feel overwhelmed. Does she tell you that she's being harassed by students? or, uh, or? Not really. She's dealing with it, but she feels very uncomfortable with it. But is she being harassed? Uh, not really, no. They, she tries to deal with it when, they, when she is being harassed in the, or they say things in the hallway. And uh, she tells me, I said, how do you deal with it? And she said, well, she just tells them that's not very nice to say. Uh, I wouldn't say that to you. Why would you say that to me? And then they kind of back off and do the other way. Now, she's in high school, and uh, it's it's the grade 9s and 10s, not so much the grade 12s, but uh, there just doesn't seem to be much control from the parents to help her out, even when she does discuss it. The principal is very much behind her, but he feels he's restricted, too, in what he can say, and he kind of just says, push things along, we'll get through it. Okay, you know, uh, a lot of people feel that the schools are being run with a very woke agenda. Right, And right. Uh, I think we're seeing the result. Yeah. Barbara, thanks very much for your call. Okay, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I need to air this out. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Let's go to Maureen in North York. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Libby. Uh, good afternoon. I'm calling about the Green Belt. I feel so sad about this. I'm 74, so I remember when the Green Belt legislation was created. And, you know, sometimes I feel the only green thing we're going to have left is the $20 bill, and we're, all of us are having less and less of those, too, as cost of living comes up, you know. And it, it's, uh, it's, it was, it's so important that we have some green space. And there's less and less, you'll see, I'm sure, these big houses built on a postage stamp lawn you know, new developments go up. At one time, as you know, there was a law. If you built an apartment or something, it had to include uh, a playground for the children to play in. And, you know, it's just, uh, I think it's, um, it's, you know, it's very important. We need green space. And, you know, ha- and, and we need affordable housing. Probably, if they were going to build affordable housing, it might feel better, but it's probably not going to be that. It's going to, you know... But um, so that's just my thoughts for today, because, um, you know, I grew up in a world where remember the empty lot and we go <laughs> play baseball there and you could walk to, on the, through a field to school. You, you know, we need green space. It's so important that uh, people have a place to go to, you know, retreat and, you know, get a little bit of a break from the from the city. Yeah, and and it's not just the green belt. I mean, you know, people who are buying condos in downtown Toronto, they need a little green space too. That's right. That's right. A place we could go sit a little a bench outside and you could sit on and read a book, you know? Yep. 
Yep. Okay, Maureen, thanks. Have a nice weekend. You have a good weekend, too. Thank you. Okay. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're in the home stretch of this free-for-all Friday, uh, but we still have some time left. We've been talking a lot about the green belt and a little bit about what is going on in our schools, violence, or if it's not violence, teachers are feeling threatened and intimidated. Well, that's not very good. Uh, and uh, we saw a horrible example of violence on the subway. A woman stabbed to death on the subway yesterday in the High Park subway station. Random attack. Another woman ended up in hospital. Thankfully, she's been released, but it is scary. Uh, but right now, I have a caller who's been waiting patiently to lighten things up. He's calling from Buffalo, New York. Dwayne in Buffalo. Hello. Oh, hi, Libby. Calling from the counties down here and oh. uh, just, just wanted to chime in. I love your station, love your show. Thank you. And and I, we love your little medical uh, snippets you do every now and then. That's, Thank you. Uh, and we really enjoy that. Hey, I just want to liven it up a little. You know, now with uh, the border open... I've just had the most pleasant experience with Canadians coming down shopping here. It's just incredible. There's so, and I don't want to stereotype everybody, but uh, it seems that every Canadian couple or every Canadian that I run into, they're just so friendly and gracious, and uh, we, we really love having you back here, I'll tell you. Uh, it's just a real pleasant, uh, you know, I, I miss the border being, you know, kind of shut, and um, we plan on getting, we love going to Toronto, by the way. Uh, you know, the family, we love doing, going up and down Young Street and that, and we want to go see your uh, TV museum. Oh, well, uh, you are welcome to come and see our TV museum. It's uh, very interesting, if I say so myself. I mean, we have a rich history here. We go back, I don't know if you remember Irv Weinstein and Rick Azar and all the, uh, I don't know if you're old, you're, you sound kind of young, but uh, we have quite the uh, television history here in Buffalo, but... Uh, I just uh, just wanted to chime in. I, uh, I just lo- love the show. We love the station, and uh, I'll tell you, it's it's uh, your, your program. You know, I'm not, I'm an American, but uh, love the Canadians. I learned to ice skate every Saturday. I go over the Rainbow Bridge to Niagara Falls Memorial and and, and ice skate. And I'll tell you, it's uh, it's just great seeing the two sides get together again. And um, Keep it on is. coming, and, you know, it's, it's certainly good for our wallets here, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dwayne. Nice to hear from you. Thank you hey, for that. Happy holidays. You enjoy your holiday season. Happy holiday season to you. And uh, honestly, he's talked about people going to shop. I'm not sure how much of that is going to be happening because our dollar has tanked again. Do you remember? It wasn't that long ago where our dollar was almost at par. But now, oh, no, uh, I didn't even look today. You know, sometimes it's better not to look. It's, I don't know, 70-whatever cents, which makes uh, buying anything in the States very expensive. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing all of this inflation and a lot of things have gone up so much. It's because our dollar has gone down. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let us go to Vern in Toronto. Hello, Vern. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm just fine. Thank you. I'm just calling to make a comment about our premier. He maintains he's, you know, he's for the people and all the rest of it. Then with finances for people today being what they are, 
where does he get off legally telling uh, landlords that they can raise their rents by 2.5% next year when people are already struggling to pay their bills and, um, you know, buy food and, and look after kids and everything else. I just wonder where his head's at. Well, landlords say that they can't make ends meet either. I mean, I'm not talking about big corporate landlords who are probably doing very well. Thank you very much. But, but there is another side to that. And there are people who are landlords, small landlords, and, and they're also having trouble with all of that. Well, I guess I'm 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 just looking at it from a from a different perspective. I understand, you know, if you're a landlord and you have things to meet and all the rest of it, but if you have tenants and and let's face it, we all know that a lot of them have been moved out of places that they've lived in for 15 and 20 years and raised families in and they can't find any place to go and if they can, the the rental fees are just unbelievable. Well, that is Absolutely true, because here is the cascade of things where people have finally realized they cannot afford to buy a home, so they want to rent. And uh, not all rent is controlled, right? It's only uh, rentals that were built up to a certain year. I forget what the year is. But newer construction, there's, there's no cap on it. And also the rules are that if a landlord needs the place for themselves or for family members, they can evict their tenants. And sometimes that's a sham. It's not true. They just want to get it out so they can get more money. But I think lately it often is true that there are probably a lot of landlords with family members who need a rental now. And it's hard. It is very hard. And people, if they have to leave one, then the prices are out of sight. It's very difficult. I've been there. I, you know, so I'm speaking from experience. And it's not a fun game. I'm very fortunate that I, that I am able to do it on my own. But for people who have a family... And, and, and a lot of landlords, well, if you've got a pet, they won't rent to you. If you have more than one child, they don't want to rent to you. It, it's, it's, I don't know where it's going to land. That's the problem. I, it almost seems like the old saying, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. Did, were you, did you have to leave a place that you lived in for a long time? I had only been there for less than three years, and I was renting. It was the first time in my life I've ever rented. And I, you know, it just... I don't want to get into the whole rigmarole of it, but um, I was threatened by my landlord um, and that it was just turned into a nightmare. This time last year, I thought it was going to go out of my mind with trying to find a place. I'm sorry to hear that you found a place, though. I did, but I'm very fortunate in the fact that I'm I'm not, I shouldn't say I have unlimited funds, but I know what I can do and what I can't do. But if I was in a position where I didn't have the finances behind me, I don't know where I'd be. I really don't. But I'm, I'm, I've been very lucky. I'm, I guess I'm looking out for the underdog and saying, you know, what can be done about this? Okay. What it's just, it's, we need more work. rental stock is the bottom line. That doesn't happen overnight. Vern, well, I'm glad you landed and that you're in a good place. And thanks very much for your call. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. I'll be back here on Monday, and we'll talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.